Welcome to the Sharp 600, brought to you by Covers.com. I'm Rob Cressy, and I'm super excited to be jamming with you. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet America. Right now, they're running a promotion for current players, where if you place a bet of $5 or more, you'll receive $20 in free bets. All you've got to do is opt into the promotion. Eligibility and restrictions apply. See the website for details. Joining me on today's show to talk about NFL Week 5 action is football analyst Scott Shapiro. But first, I want to jam about two Sharp 600 community-related things. Number one, I received a lot of positive feedback regarding the community bet concept where we pick a game that we're all going to bet on. One of the people who responded back positively was Mike Book. Because Mike showed me love, I'm going to show him some love. I asked him to throw out some games that we could choose for our community bet. One of them he threw out was Auburn minus three at Florida. The over under this game is also 48. Because we had an MLB podcast earlier in the week, and this episode is about the NFL, I'm going to make this our community bet. That way I can show some love to college football. So here's how this is going to work. On Twitter, I'm going to create a poll with the sides and the totals. Let me know which one you're on. That way I know you're in. You can hit me up on Twitter, at Rob Cressy. From there, on Saturday, we'll all get down on Twitter during the game and chop it up. All right, number two. Last week, at AS Kids on Twitter asked me to give some college football winners. What I ended up giving out was a five-way money line parlay that came in at minus 220. It ended up hitting even though Clemson really made us sweat versus North Carolina. After listening to the podcast last week and seeing the bet that I put together, AS Kids responded with, your college football picks might cash out a Big Mac combo at McDonald's when all is said and done, but I'll take it. And it was then that the name of the bet was created. Initially, I thought about naming it the Big Mac bet of the week, but due to legalities, I opted against it. However, one of my favorite movies is Coming to America. So instead, I'm going to name it the Big Mick Better the Week. I see they got the Big Mac. I got the Big Mick. They've got golden arches. We've got golden arcs. So here's how the Big Mick Better the Week will work. Put together a money line parlay. This can be college, NFL, or a combo, or you can pretty much do any other sports. When you do, let me know what it is. And before you think this is too easy, think again. After winning my Big Mick college football bet, I tried it in the NFL last week and lost. I hit with the Chargers and Chiefs, but lost on the Rams. And remember, Clemson was a two-point conversion away from losing as well. So this is no gimme. There is no such thing as free money with no risk in sports betting. So without further ado, here is my Big Mick bet of the week. I'm giving you a seven-team college and NFL money line parlay. I'm going with Penn State, minus 2,800 versus Purdue. Missouri, minus 1,895 versus Troy. Georgia, minus 2,075 versus Tennessee. Florida International, minus 2,200 versus UMass. LSU, 
minus 24.75 versus Utah State. The Patriots, minus 9.45 versus the Redskins. And the Eagles, minus 7.25 versus the Jets. A $10 bet wins $5.70. So if you have significantly bigger units, feel free to adjust up. They got the golden arches, minus the golden arcs. We've got a big celebration coming as we're only one episode away from the 200th episode of the Sharp 600 podcast. To celebrate, Covers is running a contest. To enter, all you've got to do is engage with the Twitter post by sharing it. Two prizes will be awarded. First prize, a one-month subscription to the Covers Legends Handicapper at Covers Experts. This has a value of $500. Second prize is a Covers Swag Pack. We really appreciate you listening to the Sharp 600 and have loved having you part of our community. Remember, all you've got to do to enter is share a Twitter post. If you what the rock is cooking. Joining me to talk about NFL Week 5 action is Scott Shapiro, football analyst at Bet America. Scott, great to have you back on the show. Yeah, you know, I love these odd week uh, conversations we get to have, Rob. I think it's a pretty interesting week. A couple buys again, but uh, most teams in action and uh, some games I definitely like on the slate. So week four was a little bit wonky, but I feel like we've got a little bit more clarity heading into week five. And there's one super juicy matchup that I like. Dallas minus three and a half at home taking on Green Bay. Packers coming off a loss to the Eagles. Cowboys coming off a loss to the Saints here. These are two teams that have a very high public perception because the Cowboys being one of the most public teams there is. And then on the Green Bay side of things, you're betting against Aaron Rodgers. What are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I really like Dallas in this spot, Rob. I think that uh, they kind of came back to earth a little in their first game against real competition in New Orleans on Sunday night. That was a tough spot. A uh, little concern that Kellen Moore wasn't able to, to adapt to, the, you know, to what the Saints were doing, uh, and their offense was kind of stymied. But I'm expecting Dallas to rebound in a big way at home in this one. The Packers' rush defense is just a real mess. We saw the Eagles, who uh, really hadn't gotten it going on the ground, dominate them on that Thursday night game. Now they face Zeke Elliott, even without Tyron Smith. I think the, the Cowboys return, uh, control this game with the running game and with their defense, and they handle the Packers relatively easily. So I was very cautious about the Cowboys start because of who they played. And at the same time, I actually believe the Cowboys could be good because they've got all of the makings here. I'm with you. I am on the Cowboys and I will be making that one of my picks. All right, next game, we're going to go to Monday night football, the San Francisco 49ers at home laying three and a half, taking on the Cleveland Browns 49ers three and oh coming off a bye. Brown's coming off a big win versus the Ravens and perception is back a little bit more for Cleveland. I faded Cleveland all year because I'm on the under for their season win total. I know the public's been on San Francisco, but I don't think that they're that sexy in terms of being a highly perceived three and O team. What are your thoughts? 
Yeah, you're right. I don't think the Niners are a highly perceived team. And a lot of that was due to all those turnovers against your Pittsburgh Steelers in week three. But what was nice for them is they found a way to win despite playing not nearly their top uh, football. And they really haven't played their best yet, except maybe against Cincinnati. But I really like the fact that the Niners are going to have an extra week to prepare. They have the better head football coach, Kyle Shanahan versus Freddie Kinchins. And the Browns probably starting to feel good about themselves again, coming off the big win in Baltimore. Now have to travel cross country and play at night in San Francisco. I'm expecting the Niners to play a good one and find a way to cover that three and a half, Rob. Yeah, I'm not making a pick on this one, but if I was going to do anything, I'd rent a movie and it would be on the 49ers. One thing that we love to talk about is get comfortable being uncomfortable. And I think there's a really good game, which is kind of high profile for this. The Saints laying three at home, taking on the Bucks. Both teams coming off big wins. The Bucks put up a 50-burger against the Rams, so perception of them is not higher than it can be right now. On the Saints side of things, I think what makes this uncomfortable is backing Teddy Bridgewater. And really, we've got two high-variable quarterbacks here. I don't know if everyone trusts Bridgewater because he's certainly not Drew Brees. On Jameis Winston's side of things, I just can't believe everything that I see out of them. I don't trust the Bucs. I'm on the Saints with this when I actually just laid this uh, minus three about 10 minutes before the podcast. What are your thoughts? Yeah, you got in good because that game, I don't see it going under three and it opened up higher. So it's, it's interesting that the, the money's been coming in on the Bucs despite the Saints win on prime time. I don't trust either side in this game. I think the Bucs could have a letdown spot. Same with the Saints. Don't really trust Teddy. But what I do think is a bit uncomfortable that I like is the under in this game. The Bucks coming off that 50-burger, as you mentioned. But I think the Saints' D is what's, uh, what's keeping them afloat thus far this season. I expect them to once again play well at home. And then the Bucks' rush defense has been awesome. I think they'll be able to contain Alvin Kamara. And I just don't see Teddy Bridgewater beating them downfield. Sure, he'll be able to matriculate the ball down the field with short and intermediate passes. But that takes time. So a relatively high total. I'm going to go under the total in this one. Yeah, and then look at this. For me, it's less Teddy Bridgewater and more Sean Payton, Saints at home, Saints pedigree, because really, if the Bucs win this game, are we expecting to think that they are the class of that division? I'm not ready to crown them yet, and I would rather fade a 50-point Bucks team the <laughs> following week than I would back them. And then one other nugget in terms of being uncomfortable, I'm looking at the Colts plus 11 versus Kansas City. And this is something that I would wait until game time. I would also want to see the status of T.Y. Hilton there. It's not comfortable in the least bit betting against the Chiefs. But as we saw last week, they can be had. And the Colts team, I think they could look for a bounce back. I was on them the first two weeks. I actually had the Raiders last week just because the Colts had reached the point where their value finally caught up with them there. And right now their perception is back down. And I think there could be a slight opportunity here. So it's something that I am looking at. Yeah, this is a spot where I don't have a play on it yet. But if T.Y. Hilton and Darius Leonard play, that's a big move. Don't forget now the Raiders, they jumped out on the Colts who might have been flat and they were without a number of their top players. T.Y. Hilton, Malik Hooker, Darius Leonard. That defense is just not the same with Darius Leonard and the Raiders were able to move the ball. I think it's a lot of points. Like you said, it's never comfortable to bet against Patrick Mahomes and and Andy Reid offense. But uh, I think that's a lot of points and I'd be willing to back the Colts if they're healthy. 
All right, so let's get to a six-point teaser. And strangely, I have not been successful at six-point teasers. And it's because I'm taking these favorite – or I'm taking the underdogs, and a lot of them were on the road as I looked at it. So I'm like, all right, what can I do to change this up a little bit? And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do a very square thing. Patriots minus 15 and a half on the road, taking on Washington. I can six point tease that down to nine and a half there. So give me that. And then Chargers minus six and a half at Broncos. The way that I see this, we've got a division matchup. The Broncos are 0 and 4, and they've got to throw the kitchen sink at this game. There's not really a home field advantage for the Chargers. So what I'm actually going to do is tease the Broncos up to 12 and a half. So my two. Patriots teasing them down to nine and a half Broncos teasing them up to 12 and a half. What about you? Yeah, I looked at this long and hard. Usually there's a couple games that pop out. So I'd be lying if I said this is something that I'm going to run to the windows to play right now, but I'm going to go with two uh, road dogs. One of them, you mentioned the Broncos. I do like this spot for them. I, I keep swearing. I'm never going to back Joe Flacco again, but They've been in every game, Rob. The Packer game, when I love them, they, they should have covered that game. And the other three games have all been close that they've lost. So I think Denver hangs in there for the reasons you say. Give me the 12 and a half with them in a 16 teaser. And then also Atlanta, man, they've been ugly. Uh, I couldn't believe how poor they played against Tennessee uh, last week in a must-win game at home. But I'm just not convinced that Houston can beat teams by two touchdowns at this point. So Houston minus five right now, hosting Atlanta, attack the six on. I think Atlanta stays within single digits, although I'm not sure they win this one in Texas. But we'll go with Atlanta and Denver both getting double-digit points. So it's interesting. We'll get out on this because I know we wanted to talk about perception change, teams whose perception we have had a change on since the start of the season. And for me, the Falcons is one of those teams. And a lot of people still think this Falcons team is the one that won the Super Bowl, but they're not. And one thing that I mentioned in previous podcasts, I heard a quote from Mike Lombardi, bad offensive lines don't travel on the road. And the Falcons are a team that there is no way I will ever bet on them on the road. So for me, the Falcons are a team whose my perception has changed on them. Yeah, I'm going to roll with the Giants. I don't like them at all this week against the Vikings uh, at home, even though I think it might be a public dog when all is said and done. But uh with Daniel Jones back there, I don't think he's a world beater, but what he's done to this offense is he's given them much more than Eli Manning, mainly with his legs and ability to kind of keep plays going. Then you add the receiving core. Sterling Shepard and him look like they have a good thing going. Golden Tate comes back this week. Evan Ingram, when they get Saquon Barkley back, they're a legitimate offense, and I thought – and their offensive line has really improved. I thought they would be one of the league's worst teams. They're far from being a playoff team at this point. But I don't think the Giants are a layover like I did coming into the season, Rob. Interesting you say that about the Vikings because I believe they're another team who the public perception has changed on. And right now it's as low as possible because Kirk Cousins just hasn't been able to do it. And they're a team that I still believe in. And I think my perception of them is higher than most will be because they've got a good offensive line. They've got a good defense. They've got a good running game. So what if Kirk Cousins just regresses to the mean and becomes a little bit better than he is now? Uh, for me, I'm keeping my eye on the Vikings. 
Yeah, they have one of the better rosters in the league if you put quarterback aside. And we have seen Cousins be at least league average uh, in the past. So maybe this will be a wake-up call, that poor performance against the Bears. One quick team that I wanted to mention, it's not necessarily that I think they're better or worse than they were. I thought they were going to be bad, and they are bad. But my perception of the Cardinals has changed. We heard all about this air raid offense, and I thought they would put up a lot of numbers for fantasy, playing overs in their props, things like that. Their average depth of target is ridiculously low, lower than I believe Mason Rudolph's, your boy from Pittsburgh, who they're managing. Kyler Murray's supposed to be this high-flying rookie quarterback, and, and Kingsbury's supposed to bring this new offense in. They're not even fun to watch at this point. So I, my perception has changed to them as well, even though I thought they'd be poor all along. Shout out to my man, Mason Rudolph. Love to see his Monday <laughs> night football performance. So let's recap our picks for me. I'm on the Cowboys minus three and a half, Saints minus three. My six-point teaser, teasing the Patriots down to nine and a half, and the Broncos up to 12 and a half. Scott, what about you? Yeah, I'm with you on the Cowboys as my play of the week, minus three and a half. I think that'll go up, especially if Devontae Adams doesn't play like we might think. So get that in early. I like the 49ers also on Monday night, my first Monday night play of the week. So that'll be nice to have that. Well, the lights went off here. And uh, my last, my teaser is uh, Falcons plus the 11 and Denver plus the 12 and a half. Scott, where can everybody connect with you? Uh, well, the best places to go is Twitter, at uh, ScottShap34. And then you can find my work on extra.betamerica.com. I do a weekly six-pack uh, of NFL games on the week, Sunday and Monday. And then I do a Thursday night preview. And then a number of other uh, spots from here and there that I'll post up on Twitter. And I want to hear from you, what is on your NFL Week 5 card? Also, are you going to be joining us on the Community Bets? You can hit me up on Twitter, at Rob Cressy. And make sure to use hashtag sharp 600 and be part of our community. Also make sure to tag at covers. Uh, one thing that really helps us out is if you dig this show, throw us a bone and subscribe rate and review, because when you do, we will give you a shout out on the podcast. Also make sure to check into bet America. When you place a bet of $5 or more, you'll receive $20 in free bets. And remember, if you want to be a sharp, don't be a square with your bankroll. Be disciplined with your money management.